You're listening to the weekly teaching podcast of Willamette Christian Church in Westland, Oregon. We hope that what you hear today inspires you to laugh, question, think, and grow. If you'd like to connect with us even further, hit us up online at willamette.cc or shoot us a direct message on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to Church Online. I am so excited that we get to be here together today as we kick off the new year. I hope that your holidays were meaningful and it was so much fun to gather together last week for Christmas Eve. As we head into this new year, you probably have all kinds of goals and questions running through your minds. What is this year going to look like? What heartache or joy will it bring? What are my goals for the year or for the first quarter of the year? What relationships am I going to invest in? What boundaries do I need to put in place? It's a lot. There's a lot of things going on. And all of those things are good, and they're things that we honestly should be thinking about. But one question that I want us all to be thinking about and be kind of at the forefront of our minds is, how am I going to look like Jesus? Or or really put another way, how am I going to be formed by Jesus this year? What characteristics of Jesus are you hoping to be formed more deeply in? Here at Willamette, Beaverton, and Hope City, our mission is to inspire people to know, love, and follow Jesus. We want to be folks who are together as a community following in the ways of Jesus and being formed by the character of Jesus to look more and more like him. And there are all kinds of ways and spaces that we do that, but but one of those spaces that that can be a part to to help us form us into Christ-likeness is community life. Uh, One of my favorite things to talk about is discovering Jesus through the context of community. Here, you'll often hear us say things like, or or a version of something like this, that, that spiritual growth happens best in the context of meaningful community. Spiritual growth happens best in the context of meaningful community. But what do we actually mean by meaningful community, and what do we mean by spiritual growth? Well, Hebrews 10 has some things to say that I think help us to see what we mean by meaningful community and spiritual growth. This is what it says. It says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds and not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Hebrews 10, in this verse, we see that meaningful community is people who are gathering together regularly for the purpose of encouragement towards love and good deeds. Or put another way, meaningful communities are spaces where people come together regularly in order to continue to know who Jesus is, to encourage each other in the faith, and to encourage us to live out our faith. Essentially, they're intentional spaces where we can be formed in the ways of Jesus. Being in connection and community with one another is at 
the very core of us. The book of Genesis is the very first book in the Bible, and it tells the story of beginnings. It tells the story of a God who was intentional and active in the process of creation and bringing about life. Genesis 1 and 2 tells us that at the very beginning of time, God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit created the world in community with one another, meaning that God's self exists in community. Then the scriptures go on to tell us in Genesis 2, 18, this, it says, then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. God is working and moving and creating and saying all kinds of things in the creation account in Genesis. God makes the sky and says, it's good. He makes the animals and says, it's good. He makes the night and the day and he says, it's good. Then God makes humanity and he says, hmm, wait a minute, something's not good here. It's not good for humanity to be alone. So God, in community, created community for humanity. That means belonging to one another is at the very core of us. When we gather together, it reflects a part of us that is made in the image of God. As God exists in community, so should we. Because it's not good for us to be alone. In isolation, all kinds of wild things happen to us. But in community, the passage in Hebrews tells us that we get to be a part of creating a space where we can continue to hold on to the hope of Jesus and continue to have our faith encouraged and be encouraging to others. In community, we'll find a place where we can love others and we ourselves can be loved. In community, we'll find a place where we can be encouraged to not just know things about Jesus, but to actually have a relationship with Jesus that encourages us towards good deeds. As the passage says, meaning we'll find a place where we can learn to not just know the ways of Jesus in our minds, but to live out the ways of Jesus through our bodies. See, there are all kinds of ways that we can grow in our faith. We can read and we can study scripture on our own. We can listen to sermons. We can listen to podcasts. And all of these are meaningful. They're all valuable. They all have a place in our spiritual growth. However, many times when we rely exclusively on consuming content to push us towards growth, we're going to come up short. Knowing more in our minds doesn't exclusively spur us to action in our lives. For example, I love watching TikTok cooking videos. I love those little videos where they teach you step-by-step step how to cook, and I know how to cook a lot of things from this video. I know how to make great dinners. I know how to make great lunches, and yet I find myself ordering takeout a lot. There's a disconnect. There's a disconnect between watching videos about cooking and actually cooking. So it is in our life of faith. In our life of faith, community can be one of those things that kind of helps us bridge the gap. Bridge the gap between what we know about Jesus and how we live out the ways of Jesus in our life and in our world. 
We value community, and we talk about community life here so much because we know with our minds what we have experienced in our own lives, the value that community can bring. We have seen in our own selves growth towards living in the ways of Jesus. We've experienced people who have celebrated with us, who have cried with us, who have prayed with us, who have checked in on us, who brought us meals. We've experienced people who know us and gently call us towards better for our lives. We value community because we really do know that growth happens best in the context of meaningful community. Meaning, as we said, that we will grow when we regularly connect together with others who are going to point us towards knowing Jesus and who are going to encourage us to live out in the ways of Jesus. I know for me personally, community has been so important throughout my life. One of the main reasons I do what I do is because I have seen the impact that community can have on my life personally. Growing up, before I was even old enough to be in a small group at a church, My mom was in a small group, and the group of people welcomed us into their life. They welcomed us into their home. They welcomed us into their family during a time when when our life was difficult. I discovered the impact that community can have, and that was when I was young. Now, all the way up to being a part of our church, being a part of women's community at our Willamette campus, I found a group of amazing women who, during a big transition in my life, walked with me as I walked through some tough things and regularly pointed me back to Jesus prayed with me, connected with me, encouraged me, to now my home community. We went through Rooted together, and during our time together, I began to feel, as someone who is new to the area, really connected to the larger body of believers at our churches and here in Oregon. Our home community, we pray together, we share stories together, and I'm really looking forward to this winter session starting because we eat meals together each week. We share about what's going on in our lives, and we make space. We make space to unpack the message, to encourage us and each other towards growth and towards Jesus. The reality is that the church, as we might have heard so many times, is not the building. The church is us. It's the people. The church is so much more than a once a week gathering. Our once a week gathering is important. Our gathering is meaningful. When we gather, we can come together and celebrate the things that God has done in worship. We learn about who Jesus is through listening to messages and serving others. But there's only so much that coming together and sitting in rows will accomplish. Here at Willamette and Beaverton and Hope City, we want to encourage you to move from rows to circles to be a part of the Sunday experience. Be a part of learning and serving and celebrating and worshiping as we are all following Jesus together. It's so valuable for us to gather together in the large group. But our heart for you in community life is that we would be in circles of people who would know us, who would know our stories, who would know what's really going on in our lives. Our heart for you and community is that we would take the things that we learn about on Sunday and actually consider them throughout the week. Consider how they apply to the way that we live and find circles of people who will help us to discover how to live out our faith 
and folks who would keep us accountable to it. Our heart for you in community life is that worship would extend beyond the Sunday morning experience. And that as you come together in your groups, you would take time to thank God and praise God for the things that he is doing in your life. Our heart for you in community is that as we are encouraged to think outside of ourselves, that you would find as you circle up with other people, meaningful ways to serve others through caring for one another, through caring for our cities, and through caring for our world. Our heart for you in community life is that you would take the scriptures and the passages that we learn about on Sunday and that you would discover them for yourselves more deeply and engage in the scriptures more regularly throughout the week. Our heart for you in community life is that you would pray with us as we gather together on Sunday, but that you would also find a circle of people to pray for and people who are praying with you through the ups and downs of life. Our heart for you in community is that as the Holy Spirit brings conviction through a message or scripture or, or a conversation that you have on Sunday, that, that it would be in community with others, that you would find the support to work that out, to continue to bring those things to Jesus, to allow him to transform your life. We need to be together, circling up to do all of this. Sunday morning is amazing. I love it. But it's only an hour or so of our week. We want to invite you into some other ways of connecting in community here at church so that this year we can allow ourselves to be formed by the ways of Jesus. Not just know more about him, but to be formed by him. And this ultimately doesn't happen in isolation. This happens together. You might be wondering, okay, so, so how do I actually do that here? We have so many ways for you to connect in community at all of our campuses. We have Rooted, and Rooted is a 10-week small group experience that guides you through learning essential rhythms of relationship with Jesus, like prayer and serving and, and learning in community. It's a great first step into community so you can learn to live out some of those essential rhythms of the faith. And then we have home communities, and our home communities usually start as rooted groups, and there are places for you to gather weekly with other folks as we unpack Sunday's message, we pray for one another, and then we apply what we are learning to our lives. Then we also have labs, and labs are kind of these short, focused studies done in small groups of people pursuing growth and knowledge and engagement with the ways of Jesus in the world. And then we have men's and women's community, and these are groups of men and women connecting to grow in relationship with God and relationship with other people. We have so many spaces for you to connect, so many spaces for you to be formed in the ways of Jesus. And we want to invite you to circle up, circle up with other folks, circle up with friends, circle up with people who can point you to Jesus. Now, I could go on and on and on about community life. I could talk about it all day, but I don't want you to just hear from me. I want you to hear from our 
all of our campuses and a variety of folks. I want us to circle up to have a conversation. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to hear from Jeremy, our, our Hope City campus pastor, and we're going to hear from Aline, our women's pastor at Beaverton. And I just want to circle up and have a conversation so that you can know what community is here at our campuses, how to be a part, and the impact that it could have on your life. Hey guys, I'm so excited that we get to circle up together today and just chat about what community life is, why do we love it, and how has it impacted our life, as hopefully people are going to be taking next steps as we launch all things community um, in the next couple of weeks. And so, you know, we have all different ways of being a community here. We've got home communities, we've got Rooted that we've talked about, um, but we haven't really dived into men's and women's and some of these other spaces. And so, Jeremy, I would just love you to tell us a little bit about what community looks like at Hope City and and what it feels like when you go into those spaces. Yeah, well, I mean, men's community, it's just that, right? I mean, it's an opportunity for men to come together and to begin to build relationship and build community with each other. And across all of our campuses, we do that in a number of ways. We do events, and we've, we've done hikes, and we've done you know, barbecues and pancake breakfasts and, <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. Um, but what men's community normally looks like throughout most of the year is a weekly gathering. And, and we intentionally try to create space that is just super easy to, to come into, um, that is super safe, and just provides that opportunity for guys to just hopefully begin a relationship that is founded in Christ and that is encouraging, um, uplifting, even challenging to each other. So kind of the most regular thing that happens, like I just said, is that weekly gathering. And at Hope City, what it looks like is... Similar to most campuses, but little little tweaks. But we gather on Thursday mornings. And when I say morning, I mean morning. So it's, what, what time is that? It's at 6 a.m. on Thursday mornings before everybody else gets up and gets moving. Only the Lord is awake. The Lord time. is awake. And now so are we, which is amazing. So, so we gather at 6. And it's pretty simple. We get together. Yeah. We hang out for a few minutes, grab our coffee, maybe a donut or some fruit, whatever happens to be there that morning. And, uh, and then we have somebody who, who shares, whether it's a devotional, it could be from the, the sermon the week before, it could be a topic that we're covering through, and just shares for a few minutes to start a conversation. And then the rest of the time is spent um, either in a circle or a circle at a table, um, just talking about that and how it impacts our life and how we can be thinking about the things of God throughout that particular day. Um, and then by 7 o'clock, we're out. It's time to get move on with our days and to, and now that we've started our day in that sort of way, um, whatever our day holds, we can be pondering the things of God, and uh, yeah, and walking through it together. So that's just kind of what it looks like. I love that. I know we joke about it being early, but. The cool thing about community life is that we are trying to be intentional with mm -hmm. times and spaces and making things accessible for folks mm -hmm. who are headed to work or folks who work in the evening or just different times. So we have men's and women's and all these spaces that do meet at different times to make it accessible for people to come. So I love you guys are doing that. Yeah. What about women's community? Yeah, I think it echoes a lot of things that 
a lot of our community circles do at our churches. Um, and yeah, we do, it's, it's for women to come together, right, to grow in relationship with God, but to do that in the context of community. Um, we can do these things in isolation. We can read scripture and we can practice spiritual disciplines. Um, but there is something uh, beautiful and I think something that progresses our growth when we yeah. do it in the context of community. So yeah, here at BCC for women's, um, it's, we do, we meet three times a year. We kind of have like, we follow a school year format. So we begin in the fall. We meet then again in the winter in January. Um, and then again in the spring. So it's usually about, it averages to be about eight weeks long. We meet weekly. Um, and here we have a Tuesday PM gathering as well as a Wednesday morning gathering. And um, we, same thing. We try to set it up in this way that's really accessible and safe. And so um, you walk in, we all meet in a big space at BCC. It's in our lobby. Um, there's, of course, like hospitality things like coffee, tea, um, some snacks to just mm-hmm. kind of get together. And we're set up in tables of between six to eight is our ideal number, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you kind of journey, you get to journey with those people um, throughout those eight weeks and build relationship with one another. Um, and then if you choose to come back and that's, that works in your season of life, mm-hmm. you get to be in that same group if you'd like, or you can also find a new place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. I know we're talking about Hope City and Beaverton, but the, we're one church, right? Yeah. All of these things are the same. So at Willamette with men's and women's, they also meet during the week in, in a large group and in small groups and all of those things. So I do want to encourage you as you're listening in and you're hearing stories and kind of when things are and how they work, um, how they work is pretty much the same across all three of our campuses. Our heart is the same, um, but the times and, and those things will be a little bit different. So I do encourage you to check out the website and look at all that stuff. But but as we continue, I would love to just hear, Aline, what do you, you're in community life, we're on the team together. What do you love about what you do? Why do you love being in women's community? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love it uh, because it's, like we said, it's circles, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a place for anyone to come. So um, it doesn't matter where you are in your faith journey. If you are just considering what it might look like to follow Jesus and you haven't really made that decision, Mm -hmm. it really is a place designed for you to come and be in relationship with a variety of people at different points in their journey of faith, right? So it could be um, someone who's been there for a really long time or maybe someone who has been attending Um, but their faith is stalled or just, you know, different things that occur in life that kind of um, don't allow us to progress as we would like. Um, But it just allows for really fruitful conversation Mm -hmm. in the process. And so I think that's something that's super neat about um, the culture that we're trying to create in community life across all three campuses, Mm -hmm. um, that really it is a place for you to come as you are. um, And we really, really... um, focus on respect and dignity and honoring another person regardless of where they are in their in their faith Um, and we value and we understand that there is something for all of us to learn um, from one another regardless of where you are yeah I love that it's like nobody is disqualified from being a part of community whatever stage you're in whether you're someone who is new to faith or maybe not even yet at that new to faith Right, Maybe right. not even yet believing. Yeah. These are our circles or spaces for everybody, whether you're new or you've been doing this thing a long time or you have kids, don't have kids, all the things. Yeah. Like there's no season of life where we're 
not supposed to be a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy, what do you yeah. love? Oh, man, what do I love? <laughs> well, as, as campus pastor, I get the opportunity to be mm-hmm. kind of in, in, in quite a bit of community life, right? Yeah. And so in general, I would just say I love just getting people connected in those relationships um, that are founded on Christ. And specific to men's ministry, I, don't, I want to be careful not to simplify it too much, but I will say <laughs> I love seeing guys just make friends with each other. Um, it might be a generalization, but there's reality, and I lean into this reality, too, of how it, it's harder for men to just make relationships, to make friends. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my wife and I were watching a show recently where there was a young gal who had written a book about men's relationships, and <laughs> she was defining the term bromance, right? She was in a documentary. She was talking <laughs> yeah. about this relationship to be between these two men, and she gave this definition. We can spend a lot of time on that definition <laughs> later. But she made this comment about how this term bromance has no equivalent term for women. Mm-hmm. It's just friends. <laughs> and I started laughing and chuckling because... Um, it's true. For a lot of guys, there's this idea of either we're, we're on our own, independent, or we have this grander thing that we all joke about being a bromance. And how do we just come to a place where it's just we want friends? And the truth is, the more you spend time with guys, um, we kind of hide behind this independent thing, but mm-hmm. guys just want friends. Yeah. Um, even our last home community, um, I might be summarizing it too simply, but we had guys that were literally like, hey, I need a friend. Oh, you need a friend too? Well, let's be friends. Yeah. And, and then they could begin to text each other and call each other and encourage each other with whatever topic we may have talked about this morning. But um, then they begin to build those relationships. And so um, it's just, it's fun. And it's also important, yeah. Yeah. you know, for us to build those relationships. And so I love seeing that happen. Totally. I think just as an adult, it's just hard to make friends. And so, I mean, we want our circles to be spaces where authentic relationships are happening and spiritual formation is happening. And so we're super happy when you get to come to a circle and you get to know people and you want to hang out outside of the circle and do life together and have dinner together and do all of those things. Um, Aline, I would love to just hear, you know, we've talked a little bit about kind of the function and the specifics and why we're in this, but what has just a story of how community has impacted you personally? Yeah. Okay. So I lean pretty heavily into uh, being an introvert. That is (laughs) how I would define myself. Um, And I I would have said, and I did say back in the day, I don't need people. Um, I just don't need anyone. I'm pretty self-sufficient. I can do a lot of things by myself and I'm happy doing it by myself. Mm-hmm. I love being alone. Um, and so, and I think that's even today a temptation for me too, to remove myself from community mm-hmm. and just kind of go solo. Um, I, I love it, right? And so there is something there that I have to um, address and acknowledge, particularly when I consider how it is that God exists, mm-hmm. right, in community, yeah. and then he created us to be in community. Um, he says that is something I need. Science also says that's something <laughs> I need, right? And so this idea that I've somehow thought I don't need community mm-hmm. um, is something that is prevalent. And so I'd walked away from the church um, for a variety of reasons, mm-hmm. and um, 
relationships were really more of a liability than they were an asset. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then coming back to the church, I came back super just, I needed to really decide whether I was going to follow Jesus or not. And so I came reluctantly in my heart, right? Um, I would come in, I'd kind of sit in the back, I'd run out as quick as I could. Yeah. Like everything was just like, just leave and hopefully no one will catch me and try to talk to me because that was like horrible. Like, please don't, I don't need you by the way, right? And so that was kind of the way I was thinking for a long time. And so then eventually as things, as I, I was here longer at BCC um, and I grew in safety just in the areas that I was in, which was just Sunday morning, um, I decided to jump into a community group. And that was, I... I would say before that I didn't love the church. I now love the church and I love it because it is about community, right? Um, And it was through this group that um, this particular leader just um, allowed me to really push the boundaries of what, where my doubts were when it came to faith, right? Um, And I pushed it really hard and there was no, um, he trusted so much in the sovereignty of God and in his goodness and, and the work that he was doing in my life, that he never felt the need to defend it. Yeah. So every question that I had was fair game, right? Yeah. Everything I could. And so as I grew in safety, more and more of those things could come up. And I was able to speak out the things that I was struggling with. Um, and in that process of, and I'm a person who thinks in, as an introvert also, right? I will keep everything inside of my head and never let it become words Mm -hmm. that come into existence out in real time and in space. Um, And this is where that started to happen, right? And so my faith began to grow grow legs and a shape and a form. And um, it was all in the process and in the context of community, right? To a place where um, I really truly then decided to follow Jesus wholeheartedly. And I love, I love, I love the church, right? Um, And so that came about as a result of being in a community group um, with a community leader that um, loved me where I was at, didn't expect anything from me, allowed me to come as I was and trusted in God's work, right? So, yeah. That's beautiful. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. I think there's so much, uh, there's so much in that story, but... The first couple things I think about is, one, our leaders. At all of our campuses, we have amazing, amazing leaders. And shout out to you if you are a leader. We are so thankful for you. We're thankful that we're on this team together. And I love that we have the type of leaders who will hold that space for us and for each other and for people to be able to know, love, and follow Jesus, right? And to be on that journey and to allow space for questions and curiosity and heartache and all of that. Um, I just love that the spaces that we're creating all together as a larger community life team are safe spaces. Like we want to work hard together to create trust and vulnerability and all of those things, but they're not always going to be comfortable spaces. Like we're going to always be challenged to grow more into Christ-likeness. And that's not always comfortable, but it will be safe. And so it will be in an environment where we can fumble Mm -hmm. forward a little bit sometimes. And so I love that story. Jeremy, what, how has community impacted your life personally? Well, as somebody who, um, 
also leans towards <laughs> independence and doing things on my own and a little bit in that typic of, of struggling with relationships and friendships, um, even community to the, to the point of like having an, a, an idea of an ideal community, but letting that mm-hmm. get in the way of actually <laughs> getting involved in community. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say um, I feel incredibly blessed to still have stories of, of community and how community has cared for us, provided for us, and how we've been able to be a part of communities that have cared and provided. So there's always that uh, kind of that physical impact in just the way you care for each other. Um, but I will also say um, what comes to mind first is from our last men's community session. Mm-hmm. And during that session, we were having all of our communities go through a conversation connected to our sermon series, which this fall was under pressure. Mm-hmm. And so we were having conversations about you know our coping mechanisms and what we do and I was just amazed right away at how quickly um, our guys opened up mm-hmm. and shared honest and from the heart. And that was, I think, one of many goals for us as leaders with this series was to provide a place where people could open. But you kind of, you kind of think that'll take a little while. But guys, <laughs> guys were just jumping right in and talking about yeah. the way this is they cope and the ends of their days and yeah. um, addictions even and how they're processing those things. And... and uh, the reason I bring that up is because I found myself actually in a place of, of not only grateful that they were getting there, but actually being personally challenged myself mm-hmm. and going, oh, wait, this is, we are actually going to go there. This mm-hmm. isn't just in theory. We're actually going to go there. And am I, um, as a leader in the church, as somebody with the title of pastor, am I going to be willing to mm-hmm. personally go there as well yeah. with everybody? So I found myself actually you know, I guess spiritually challenged um, in, in this space and encouraged by the community, by the men who were, who were yeah. there to actually go there myself, not just to try to lead anything, not just to, yeah, to, to live up to a title. Um, yeah. And so I found myself actually opening up and mm-hmm. being more honest with the guys. And I think that's one of those things about the community. As yeah. you say, when you can open up and say those things, there's a weight that also comes off. And then you carry that together and yeah. you work through it together. You pray for each other together. You text each other later, you know, together. Um, and so, um, you know, I don't know if it's a small or big thing, but I just, it, it was a moment where I was like, wow, I'm actually challenged by this community to grow in my willingness um, to open up and let other guys carry some of this for me. Um, and so I was inspired by the men that were in our community this yeah. last fall. Yeah. That is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big thing. Uh, you know, I, I love that we're all three of us introverts, <laughs> three introverts on the community life team, which just goes to show community is for everyone, yeah. right? <laughs> Be encouraged introverts <laughs> that community is for you too. It doesn't matter what stage of life we're in and all of that, or what our kind of tendencies towards isolation or towards being social are. Community is for us. And I love what you said about, you know, being able to go into that space and share vulnerably, you said like a weight was lifted and then that it was lifted because, you know, you're speaking it out loud and all of that, but because you also know other people are carrying it with you and scripture tells us to carry one another's burdens and we can't do that without one another. Like we have to show up to these spaces and be brave and be courageous and and share when we feel that sense of safety, when we recognize there it's a space of trust and all of that. But that's what the scriptures call us to do for one another. And so we need 
one another to do the one another thing. So I'm super grateful um, for you guys and for our community life teams across all of our campuses. You know, like I said, we're talking about some specific areas, but the heart is all the same. <laughs> we want folks to find authentic relationship with one another, with Jesus, and to be formed in the ways of Jesus. We want to inspire people to know, love, and follow. And we do that in all of our campuses um, in different ways, in the sense of days of the week and all of that. But show up to women's, show up to men's, come to home community, come to Rooted. In those spaces, you'll find folks who want to make space for you as you are and want to uh, kind of pull in the same direction towards Jesus together. And so as we start out this new year, as we're thinking about our goals and our ambitions and all of the things that we should be thinking about, I also just want us to go back to that question of how am I going to be formed by Jesus this year? I hope that's a question that this week you would take some time to pray about, to consider, and then consider how you can step into community. If you're watching online, you've got the website, go to our website. You'll find all of the things we're launching here in a couple weeks. So it's really the perfect time for you to be uh, considering taking that first step or just taking that step again. And so we just encourage you to do that. Encourage you to pray this week, consider where God might be leading you into community community, and we'll see you next week. We're so excited for the new year, for a new series, for all of the things. So uh, check out online for all the stuff, and we'll see you next Sunday.